this is the benefits of never drinking in your life. Oof. This man's never drank or smoked in his life. I don't think it's a, I'm not saying it's a good thing and I'm not promoting I that. I feel bad. <laughs> I, I am so fucked. <laughs> Just <laughs> hearing that makes me fuck yeah, up. Should yeah. start sweating? <laughs> Hey guys, don't forget to hit that like and that subscribe, okay? I know I'm supposed to say that every time and the producers give me a hard time for not saying it, so hit that like button, hit that subscribe, and hit that fucking bell, okay? Hey, today we got a treat for you. Uh, what do you think, uh, guys? Uh, who's the toughest guy in this room? I, I know it's not you, Adam. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> it, might be, it, might, it might be Adam. But we have a treat for you today. Um, we have a very famous guy, uh, badass, uh, boxer, trainer. Jason, welcome aboard. How you doing, guys? We're doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, huh? It's Jason Barlow. This guy, MMA, and the guy knows how to move the hands, okay, and train the fighters. But, you know, today I really want to know um, more about the fun side of the game. You know, you always see these golfers, and I know this is a weird analogy, but a golfer, I can't wait for this. <laughs> a golfer can be in the game for, I mean, 35, 45 years, right? But how long is a boxer in the game, really? What's the average, Jason? God, you know what? I never looked up the average. I mean, you got guys, but well, granted, you got to remember, it's fighters start as a kid sometimes. You look at sure. someone like De La Hoya or you know, competing on a five-year-old kid. So oh, wow. maybe he retired at, what did he retire in? Like 27 or 8. Was it that, it? Was it that so. early? Yeah. I, well, yeah. he came back. He came back. So, yeah. yeah, he came back. But let's say even say 27, that's still, I guess, 20 years, right? 20 years, Fighting. yeah. Technically at a point. Yeah. But what you're talking about, actually professionally. So you yeah. look at a, a golfer that's now competing for money. He's competing for 40 years, 30, 40 years. Is that is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a different animal. Dude. Right. De La Hoya at five years old was competing for nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he was competing for a fucking to be a tough kid. Well, and then think about it. You know, they're, they make this big deal, and I know it's a big deal. Um, we've had a, a bunch of NFL players die, but um, you, you're going to hit your head. You're going to get your ass kicked. But I would think uh, the NFL has a huge concussion problem. I would think you would have the same kind of issues in the box. CTE, CT yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And I actually, I actually, a guy, a guy I know did a documentary. I did an interview for the documentary on it about CTE. And it's like a lot of times the boxers are going to say that the football players have it worse, and the football players are going to have say that the, the boxers have it worse. And and I think the reason being is because if you're passionate, you love it, and that's the most important thing in your life. You don't give a fuck. If you sacrifice your brain, I mean, it's not necessarily the way you're going to think if it happens, because if it happens, you're going to say nothing was, it wasn't worth it. Probably. I think that light got shed on that whole thing when Junior Seau yeah. went out, you know, and it was like, wait, what? I mean, he was such a beloved Southern California football player. It's like, how could he possibly take his life? Yeah, but you he know? was, he was a stud. He, uh, he well, donated yeah. his, his brain. From to, what I remember yeah, is he yeah. actually took the shotgun and put it to his chest. Yep. Correct? Yep. So his brain could be salvaged right. yep. to right. study. You know, it's really interesting to me. Um, you fought. You had eight fights. You had six KOs. Um, you had the detached retina. And you're sitting there one day going, 
gee, I wonder if I want to go to work at Kmart or something. I mean, you know, you got to figure out you're out, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, it, you do. I mean, because it's not like it's the most lucrative career early in the career. I mean, even as a professional, you say I'm a, prof- a professional boxer, people think, think to themselves, oh, you're making, you got to be killing it. No, you got to be making ooh, shit. Yeah. You're paying to fight, really, at the end of the day, you know, in the beginning of your career. So, yeah, um, yeah, you got to think about that. Fortunately for me, I had already been training. I. I I I had sponsors when I was a fighter that was helping me do the amateurs and whatnot, and I had sponsors when I started when I became a pro. But at the same time, I was always earning money training. I I was always working. I had to work. You know, I I moved out. I was on my own since I was 18 years old, and when I making my money since I was 18 years old was teaching people how to throw punches. I would go to the gym, train, do my thing, go back to the gym that. Uh, me and a buddy, my my buddy, because he was a little older, and two two of my older friends, Sean McCauley was a local guy, um, opened up a gym called LA Boxing over off oh, yeah. Newport Boulevard yep. in Wilson. Remember yep. the original oh, yeah. LA Boxing, yep. not this yep. one over here on Seventeenth Street, but yep. but down the road. Know exactly which one. You know, I've been there for. I was there. We opened. I helped open. We were drywalled the place. You know, but I would go to the gym. And then I come back and I just train the you know the local Newport Beach girls and whatnot. The fun stuff. Housewife training. Yeah, little know. housewife making yeah. money at the housewives. Yeah. This is how you beat go. the shit out of your husband. <laughs> now, you know you don't want to smooth over this though. Jason yeah. has been you know I mean he's a trainer extraordinaire. You know fighter by fighter he's becoming a legend in the business of MMA fighting. And you know you're a striker right? I mean this guy's got hands like you know I don't even want to call him a name at this point because I'll get struck from where he's sitting right there. But, yeah, you're, but you know, it, you know, fighter after fighter just, you know, lays praise on this man for how he's able to transition them into a killer MMA guys. Right. And you've been training or training since what? Yeah. You well, were that's young what, when you were training people. Yeah. I was, well, I was also fortunately at that time, it was the beginning of no holds barred. It wasn't MMA oh, yeah. at the time. It was yeah. called no, no holds barred. Yeah. And, the other guy, the, the the founder, the original guy that that my my older buddy that I helped open up the gym with, Sean McCauley, he fought in the early bare knuckle no hard hold bar fights, and so I remember that name. Yeah, and yeah. I would I would work with you know we we would help each other. I I, I became pretty good boxer, so I was probably better of anybody in the room that was boxer at the time, especially in this area for sure. God's sakes. You know what I mean? But yeah. But I would work with the low, there'd be guys that fight MMA. So with Sean fighting that MMA fight, he early fighting in these early MMA fights, he was attracted. At that time, how many were there? There was not a lot. So locally, there was a lot of MMA, or I would say no holds barred at this time in Orange County. You know, so I would work with MMA guys because I was a boxer. I was known like, hey, that guy's that kid. Because I was a kid. I'd be holding hand pads for guys fucking 10 years older than me. You know, I was holding hand pads for Gary Ballard, who was fighting for the IBF title, middleweight, fucking when I was, I don't know, fucking 20 years old. I was 20 years old, and I'm holding hand pads for the guys fighting for the IBF world title on a Don King promotion. You know what I mean? Fucking so, at the, like, I, 
you know, those, ho- those, those housewives helped me get to a good point. They <laughs> 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 love those housewives. <laughs> but, you know, you, I think, you know, you have to imagine, though, a lot of these guys coming in had, like, grappling experience or jiu-jitsu experience, right? They're not boxers, right? Oh, no. At that time, not boxer, it was like they had two left hands. So that's where you come you in know, and just make them you know, a whole it, bo- a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. It made a trade. And, it, and it's, I mean, still today, it's still evolving. It, the sport today is still evolving and it's getting better. I mean, the level of the game is getting higher and higher at this point. Did a lot of guys, like, when I went to school, I wrestled, and, you know, all the way through. But did you get a lot of wrestlers? Is that what? Yeah, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of grapplers, a lot of jiu-jitsu guys, a lot of, you know, but at that time, I think in the beginning there, it was more like jiu-jitsu, uh, kickboxer. But, you know, it was yeah. so wrestler. It's so specific. It's, it's really blended into a, a full-blown sport at this point. And like I said, that being said, it's going to get either, the boxing is going to get better. Everybody's, everybody's transitioning from going from wrestling to boxing to kicking is is all is all getting a lot cleaner. Where's the sport going? You know, I mean, it's it's changed quite a bit in the last yeah, twenty. Money years. has certainly picked up. Yeah, yeah, significantly. Well, yeah, well, it has. When did they start doing that octagon stuff and all you know all that fun stuff? You know. They didn't have that before. They started with a regular ring, and then they started doing the octagon. Well, the thing octagon then... came early. Well, the, well, I think the octagon came in the nineties, I was or late nineties, or yeah, late nineties. With the UFC, that was it. The octagon that right. was like the whole the whole deal. And that was when it kind of transitioned to MMA as well. Well, the star was the octagon, was, right? Oh, yeah. the octagon. It didn't care who was fighting. It was the octagon. No, they used to, they used <laughs> yeah. to call him. I'm an octagon fighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's if you fought for the UFC as well. See, the thing is, the UFC is really the pinnacle of the sport of MMA. Really, I like it. it it's, it's made it legit. It's made it. It's legitimized. Legitimized it being on ESPN. You know what I mean? They started, and they slowly did, obviously, through Spike TV. Uh, I, they might have hit another couple other pay-per-views. Know, but yeah. Fox, yeah. you know, Fox and eventually ESPN. Speaking of that, what do you think of Dana, Dana White? I mean, what, how do you feel it, uh, he's doing with the whole situation? Me? Yeah. Okay. I, I, you're looking I'm at him. Yeah. But see, I, I get caught up in a conversation. I forget that we're doing something here. Hey, by the way, guys, just for a minute, Adam, are you awake over there? I didn't haven't heard a peep out of you. Yet. I'm well. I'm I'm kind of shocked because Jason, like, I know you so much just from uh, from being over at Ruka and seeing you around work and stuff. And and I really started there without any knowledge at all of fighting. And it it's always been so interesting to me to hear like your background and everything. And so. I, I don't know, just seeing like the real like expertise of you shine through beyond like taking people who so are. So you didn't realize I actually did this. <laughs> <laughs> he's, an expert, he's an expert in the flip flop like section at Ruka. I just got to bullshit my way through the best hey, I can. Hey, Adam, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I see you making people run sprints. So it, it's all so foreign to me that honestly, just absorbing it and hearing about it is kind of always what I've enjoyed about fighting because, I mean, Look at me! I'm I'm fucking built like toothpicks here. Like, uh, well, you're like you're like, dude! I'm gonna get on my board. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just one of those things where I I'm always very interested, knowing nothing, and I actually like to learn about that. You're shit. really good at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's get back to Dana White. Let's know what you think about Dana White and how he's how he's approaching the whole business, if you will. I mean, he, he's a very controversial guy. Really, yes. at the day. So you know, I think some people really, you know walk on eggshells how they talk about the whole situation they don't want to talk too positive about them or too negative about them even throughout the day because i think there's a lot of figures like that if you do you know what i mean there's 
a lot of different figures. Well, he can make he can make a break, right? He can make a break, guys. Yeah, he can make a break. Oh yeah, I, just by saying you can fight or you can't. Fight. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and you know what? I don't think I don't think he I don't think he's at the point of be where he's going to be that anal retentive where he's just really dictating that hard. You know what I mean? Where he's like gripping on fucking no, you can fight. fight. I, I he's been around way too long for that. I believe at the end of the day he's doing a fucking. I think he's done. A tremendous job. I think he's done a fucking wonderful job. And I'm not saying that to fucking make or break me. I'm a coach. I'm going to be either be there or not be there. I don't talk. You know, I'm not going to be in a situation where it's really necessarily going to affect me. But I do really believe that that's how we're on ESPN. I think his tenacity, I think he's got the tenacity as a, as a businessman, the same tenacity you have to have as a fighter. You, you, know, you know what? I'm a huge Dana fan. And the reason is I'm not in the business. But I know the guy's a very good businessman. In business, I do know. Yeah, he does and do the, a great job. The, the cat's got it, you know? Yeah. You got that Midas touch. You know, we know guys, we know a lot of guys that have the Midas touch, especially in this town. And then you know a lot of the schmucks, right? So most of the people I think that are calling him a schmuck are probably just that. Schmucks themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. yeah. Me personally, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about what people are saying or not. I'm just thinking about what's going on, really. The facts right. that matter, right? So there's no... For me, there's not a personal thing. There's going to be a great fighter that I fucking hate to fucking death, but right. I ain't going to say he's a fucking not a great fighter. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? That guy's a great fighter. I think he's a fucking piece of shit, but he's a great fighter. Yeah. Dana White, also, I don't think he's, I think his personality comes off like a piece of shit. I think he actually handles himself well as well. Yep. You know what? She does. It's hard to do, but anytime you're in that much of a light, you know more than better than anybody, you know, hammer fucking. Well, he's like the, the old Don day. King. He, yeah. Right? He's yeah. like the old Don King. He controlled the fucking boxing forever. Right, he yeah. decided who fought who and yeah. when, and you know the person. John King that kind of was the way on the other side of that one, though. Well, you know, for boxing back yeah. in the day, that yeah. he was the guy. You had to go through Don King to get any fights. A lot of corruption back in those days. Well, there's a lot more. There was different competition, I think, of boxing with Bob Arum, Don King. You know what I mean? And then you got top rank, and not like it's constantly because the fighter really ends up being the promoter of the game of boxing. You know, in MMA, there's more promotions. I guess it's so. There's top rank promotion, but if you fight for top rank, you could fight against a, 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 a Don King fight. I don't think Don King sure. is still around, is he? No, he's not. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's still alive. He's really old. He old is school. still alive, yeah. though. He's right? dirt school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing that, uh, and I want to get off Dana, but um, the thing about Dana is, you know, he's made that sport. I mean, that, that boy's put it all together. Um, and so Fertitta's really helped him out as well. Oh, of course, yeah, sure, yeah. of course. But he sure. really, he, yeah, he was. It takes a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, Jason, what what's gonna what's your next what's your next thing? I mean, you're you're you've got some great fighters right now. You're training hard. You've got some. I'm sure, you got some great fights coming up. But where do you see yourself in ten years from now? Doing what? Anything? Just sitting in the gym. Come on, kid. <laughs> Shadow boxing his mirror at night. Come on, kid. There you go. Stay behind the shoulders. There you go. Double that jab. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be in this chair sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I just went out to uh, Las Vegas this past weekend to watch the fights. Uh, we were awarded my fighter Cheeto Vera. Marlo Cheeto. Cheeto Vera. Woo, Cheeto. Um, Cheeto Vera. Cheeto, yeah. And we went to box. I brought him over to my, my coaches out there training fighters. And my coach is 80. My old coach. My boxing coach. My mentor growing up. Reed? Jesse Reed. Yeah. Yes. And he's 80 years old. You know, he's sitting in the gym. 
So he's like the Rocky guy. He tried to fight you. Mickey. He's like, Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because the first time I brought Cheeto out there to spar with, with him, and, and, and one of his old fighters and a good good friend of mine, Paul Spadafora, but when we're out, the first time we went out there, I go, hey, we're going to go see my boxing coach. He's 80 years old. And we go in, and I go, hey, and I'm talking to Jesse, and he doesn't really come in. He just kind of, like, look around looking for him. Right. And I go, Jesse. You know, Cheeto, she goes, oh, okay. He goes, looks at me, he goes, fuck. He goes, I thought he was going to be like a old fucking man. I mean, and he is. <laughs> but the way he carries himself, yeah. you'd think he was 60. This is the benefits of never drinking in your life. Oof. This man's never drank or smoked in his life. I don't think it's a, I'm not saying it's a good thing and I'm not promoting I that. I feel bad. <laughs> I am so fucked. <laughs> Just hearing that makes me fuck yeah. up. Should yeah. start sweating? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah. Jason. Yeah. Oh, it worries me too. I look at him and say, but you know what? Fuck. And it, although you just had, you had to already be all in. You had to be already committed. You know, that's what happens. You know, you're already committed to it because at the day, most 80 year, I mean, I'm not sure if I want to make it to 80, to be honest. I don't know if that sounds be, worth it. I don't know the, if I... The well, bottom of this beer sounds just as good as 75 when you're to me. 70, when you're 75 and you're sitting yeah. around going, you know what? All right, I don't want to. <laughs> 79, you're like, do I really want to die do next I need year? That? Yeah. I need some housewives to spar with right now. I, but I'll tell you guys, I know a lot of 80-year-olds. Um, I'm getting up there, and I'm not there yet, but um, that are pretty damn fit and it's really you know it's hey, you're like right. guys from newport you're Beach. right yeah you know yeah, they're right they're walking they're running they're riding their bikes they're surfing i mean they're doing shit yeah you stay active yeah I, like he's obviously it's i think a big part of him staying active holding yeah. hand pads in the mid in the gym every day with young kids you know what i mean fuck i it. refuse I mean, to believe it's the alcohol <laughs> <laughs> i'm going with you i don't want to believe you know, it's the a good point. you were asking about you know what are you going to do jason yeah, later yeah. on and, and you as a trainer you got these young people in front of you, and at what point do you go to them and say, hey, you know, you need to think beyond what you're doing right now? Because, you know, you know, BJ Penn, I mean, right. you trained him, and he's moved on. He, what is he, going for governor of uh, he, he Hawaii right now? For, he was. He, he, unfortunately, he fell short in the prelims. Did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, but still, he's still kind of pushing. I, I, for me, I think that was a good experience for him, being the fact that – absolutely. You just, like, there's guys that are running for, for 30, 40 years, like golfers. You right. know what I mean? They're right. staying in the business for, right. like golfers. So he, he needed to get his feet wet, I think. And you got bit. Bisping. He's now actually acting and he's announcing a lot he's of fights great. now. He's you got Ortiz, great. Tito. You, he, I mean, all these guys, this guy is trained here. Um, you know, he's uh, a failed part, <laughs> um, no, but, uh, you politician know as well from I'm glad uh, you, I'm, Beach. But. Troy, I'm glad you went that way because what I was thinking after 10 years, if you're still not at, or you know, still training. Have you thought about um, playing the Joe Rogan of the side and announcing and, you know, do something I've been commentating. I mean, that's crossed my mind just because I've had a, you know, a buddy in the business said, Hey, you know what? We like your voice. I think that you'd be good. That's back when actually UFC was with Fox. But your face is much better for radio. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know, I, I think about that. My 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 only my downfall is it's it's a it's a it's my it's it benefits me and it hurts me at the same time because really it, I'm pretty consistent with having big fights over the years, so I always stop and think about the fight. You know, and it's like God, I put my heart in the fight the same way the athlete puts in the fight. So it makes me and I said, okay, I got to, you know. I got a, I got a 29 year old girlfriend for God's sake. She's like, okay, so uh, oh, wait a minute. what's your plan for you? <laughs> what's your plan for? 
what's your plan? You know, like she looks at me like she's trying to plan my future the same way that I should have been trying to plan my future when gotcha. I was her age. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, and I got that. And I'm like, I get it. And I'm like, but I fucking, I just, you know, you think you get, you sometimes you have a Peter Pan syndrome too. You think your, your ass is never going to age. You know what I mean? But and then you have no ass. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it's scary the position of a coach. Wait, and what you guys are asking me is a is a valuable question that people need to fucking understand too. There is no fucking insurance plan. There's no fucking four one k. There's no right. fucking. There's nothing like. There's no retirement plan. You is it to make a living off being a coach, just a fucking coach. Yep. Is a fucking. It's a very difficult job. That's you're, 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 you're going uphill all the time. You're going uphill your whole fucking life. And Jesse, my coach, used to say that to me. Yet he still does it today. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the day you said it. So I've learned lessons with him with that as well. I think to myself, I got to make some adjustments. Am I the youngest guy in the world? By far, no. Am I the oldest guy in the world? Also not. So I still got obviously time to try to, you know. And I've got ideas in my mind, but I just don't know which I'm going to really focus on. I'm not going to say this jesse to your face but you don't drink you don't smoke you live in vegas you probably don't fucking gamble do you <laughs> <laughs> he does it his well, wife does his wife gambles. There you go. jason well, i suppose part of that uh, equation is as a trainer do you get to participate in any purses are you too far down the line to be able you know you got you got like cyborg you mean you know, who i love by the way i love cyborg you know, she wins a big uh, title. Do you get a piece of that action at all? Yeah, I, everything's okay. on percentage. You don't have to tell me uh, amounts. Well, I'm just curious. No, no, but, but, but the certain fighters are, are more generous than others, but the standard for a coach is 10%. Okay, so it's up to them oh, to... Oh, you're basically okay. a caddy. Okay. Yeah, you're a caddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, it's basically what you Give are. Give me that fucking nine iron, You're bro. a caddy. you got to really love it. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. what I yeah. need. And that's yeah. my problem is my... Yeah. my my not making it, then I think that's what happens with my coach. See, the thing is, is some coaches just do it. They never even done it. They just do coaching. Do you understand what yep. I'm saying? Yep. And I didn't do. Uh, I, I I wasn't even an MMA fighter. I fought a. I fought some different rinky dink bullshit. But I was a professional boxer and I was a right. real professional fighter. I trained like a professional fighter. Trained with world class athletes in the boxing game and obviously that now in the MMA game. You know, but. I think a, a, a coach, you know, the, the saying is, you know, if you can't coach, all that type of thing. I think also sometimes I, for some reason, get this connection with these with these athletes. It's not like I got a gym full of 50 fucking guys. Right. You know, I get, I, I, I'm at a private gym, so I get guys that, you know, I take my time. I, I figure out who, you know, I got people reaching out. I got people reaching out to me. I got people reaching out to me today. Somebody's reached out to me today. Guarantee I want to come train with you. There's no doubt. But I don't, I don't train any of these people, not because, also because the mechanics of how it works at my gym makes it a little difficult as well. But I've been pretty successful with picking the fighters that come to me. Very and I think it also happens organically with the relationships that I've developed with these because they're real motherfuckers. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, you know, they're, they, they want to do this. This is the most important thing in their life. And I remember what that feels like. And yeah. then I attach myself to that. And that's going to be I'm the number like, one thing, right? If you don't believe you're going to win every fucking fight, get the fuck out of my gym. Right? Well, that's it. Your confidence is a big thing. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty damn nice gym you got there, too. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm blessed. You know what I mean? Yeah, Pat Tenori blessed us with a beautiful fucking, beautiful yeah. gym over there. And that sauna is nothing to pass up either. <laughs> and we all love the sauna. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand why you do interviews in the sauna and the fucker's not on, though. But it's, uh, <laughs> <I do not. laughs> 
You guys should be sweating your balls off. They should have had some clothes on, you know. (laughs) Jesus. Next time. Yeah. No, but hey, listen, um, Jason, I want to thank you for coming by. Guys, hit that subscribe, hit that like. We're going to have Jason back, along with a bunch of fighters, and we'll tell you who's fighting next. Love you guys. Peace out.